0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Madrid, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Fire brings clarity. So when you pray for the fire of God in your life, you are praying for clarity. And when there is fire, Satan cannot operate. Because that is not his domain. Do you understand me? The Bible calls him the prince of darkness. So, whenever Satan wants to work in someone's life, what he does is that he finds a way to bring them into darkness. So, once they are in darkness, then... He begins to strike. But if they're in fire, he cannot. That is where no weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. When you are in the fire, weapons don't work against you. Are you getting me? Yeah. When you are in the fire, when you are working in fire, It doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you. It will not prosper. Even if the enemy makes a fire and puts you into it, if the fire of God is burning, the fire of God can consume the fire of the enemy. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Do you understand? Yes. They were thrown into the fire. But the consuming fire himself was there with them. And they walked out of that fire without even the smell of smoke. Meanwhile, the people that put them inside fire got burned. How do you explain that? Those that were inside the fire... No scratch. But those that threw them inside the fire got killed by the fire. You see, when the fire begins to manifest, there might be some casualties. Are you following me? Yeah. So this morning, we're talking about the fire that brings clarity. I want you to see clearly. Because if you are in the realm of darkness, it will be hard for you to see clearly. There are many philosophies that are a product of darkness. There are many um reasonings that are a product of darkness. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says to us, in fact, from verse 3, it says in verse 3. What version is this? NLT. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden. Only from the people who are perishing. Let's try another version. Okay. But even if our gospel is veiled, if it is covered, right? If it is covered, what does it say? It is veiled to those who are perishing. So in other words, for someone to perish there's need for some darkness. Are you getting me? Yeah, there's need for some darkness. In other words, you need to be blind to certain things before you get destroyed. Before you perish, there's need for blindness. In other words, if the enemy wants to destroy anyone, he will cast a veil over him. He will cast a veil over him. He will throw whatever he can to make sure that he does not see clearly. Next verse. Look at what it says in verse 4. He says, Whose minds the God of this age has blinded? Can you see that? Now, if you... If you like, get something and blindfold yourself and tell me how much light you can see. Or close your eyes and start walking around and tell us how much light can you see. But that's what is happening to people. All right, Their eyes are wide open, but they are blind. They are in the dark. And when they are blinded, what happens? They do not believe. So their ability to believe certain scriptures, to believe the Word of God, is hampered by what? The veil. That Satan has put over them. And when we read this, we think about, okay, just someone that is not saved. But let me tell you something. Many saved people have veils over their faces. Yeah. They have veils over their faces. They cannot see clearly what God is saying. Many believers have believed a lie. And because of that, they cannot believe certain things. For example, somebody to wake up now and say, "Um, this sickness is God trying to teach me something. Hmm? Have you heard that before? That's a veil. That idea, that idea, that thought, that reasoning is a satanic veil. And what is it designed to do to keep that person in sickness? To hinder him from having faith in the word of God for healing. So it's a veil. That's why this morning some veils have to be consumed by fire. So that you can walk in healing and health. Okay, my grandfather had this and my mother had it. In fact, it is in the family. Is that? Is that what Thou says the Lord is? No, that is not Thou says the Lord. What did God use to create your body? He used His word. Hallelujah. He got dirt. He took earth, put it together, spoke into it, breathed into it, and you, your body was formed. And if there's anything that can correct any deformity in your body, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. So, I don't care how many generations in your family have carried that. It ends today. Do you hear me? I say it ends today. So, we were going to... Release the fire of God into the very root of your family tree. To consume those things from the very root. Yeah. The very root to be consumed. And you can put a stop to that cycle by the fire of God. But your eyes must be open. Your eyes must be open to get up and say, no. Enough is enough. Are you getting me? Enough is enough. So, when the veil is removed, you will see clearly. And when you see, you can possess. Are you getting me? That's why if you look at Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, God was speaking to Joshua. And, and God said to Joshua, He says, now, the Bible says, Now Jericho was securely shut because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. But look at the next verse. It says, And the Lord said to Joshua, Come on. What did, did He say? See, I have given Jericho... Into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. Why did God say, see? Yeah, there was a veil, but when God says, see, the veil goes. Hallelujah. And so, Some of us need to see some things. God says, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. God was not saying, I'm going to. It's done. Come on. It is what? It's done. You're already blessed. God is not trying to bless you. You are what? Blessed. You need to see yourself blessed. If you don't see yourself blessed, you cannot possess any blessing. You cannot. So what Satan does is that he tries to keep people, he tries to keep people away by introducing some veil. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Chapter 10, verse 4. What he says? For the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down what? Strongholds. Casting down what? Argument. Argument. How do you cast down an argument? Hmm. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every what? Thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So the weapons God has given to us. One of them is the fire. Amen. Fire is a weapon. Amen. <laughs> yeah, it's a weapon. The Bible says the fire goes before him and destroys, devours all his enemies. When our president is going, is, is driving, there's a motorcade that goes before him. But God's motorcade is fire. He is a consuming fire, but also fire goes before him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It goes before him ahead of time to clear the way, yes. clear the way. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Have you noticed when a president is, is coming, they clear the way for him? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Or if you like, you can stay there. You will be dealt with. I said, no, I'm a taxpayer. I also have a right to this road. Then you will know that there are levels. Amen. Especially in Africa. Yeah. In Africa, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So God, his fire goes before him, and the fire is to consume the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And that fire is going to be used certain thought patterns Amen. that have restricted you Amen. and hindered you from accessing what God has made available already. Amen. That must be consumed today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. So, every argument. You know There are some arguments that take place in your mind. Have you noticed sometimes? You are just there quietly, and it is like there is war going on inside. Let's settle it by fire. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the point is this. Out there, there are veils. But even in here now. There are some fails. Mm-hmm. That's why some people feel they are so defeated they can never overcome certain things. No. It's not true. No. You are more than a conqueror. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Correct? Amen. Yeah. It says, This is the victory that overcomes the world. It says, He that is born of God, 1 John chapter 4, is it chapter 4? Yeah, or 5. Where it says, he that is born of God overcomes the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. How many people are born of God here? So, in God's record, by your name is overcomer. Overcomer. So, I don't know what you are facing. I don't know what you are battling with. But you must not battle from a a, a, a defeatist position. Because you are not the sick trying to get healed. You are the heal that Satan is trying to put sickness upon. Amen. So, you deal with sickness, you deal with sickness as someone that is already healed. So, what is happening? Sickness is trespassing. And then you need to arrest that situation. Come on. Yeah, you arrest that situation. Yeah. So, don't be at the mercy of Whatever natural conditions. You cannot be on fire and then you are helpless. Are you getting me? No, there is help from the Lord. There is help from the Lord. Didn't you see in, 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 uh, in the wilderness, the Israelites, for 40 years, they journeyed. Nobody was sick among them. Why? The fire was there. Day and night, there was fire. None was feeble. That's under the old covenant. Jesus had not gone to the cross. He had not paid the price for healing. But the fire was burning every affliction. Amen. We must access that Thank Lord. by faith today. Amen. Hallelujah. 1 Amen. John chapter 5 verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. Hit your chest say, I'm born of God. Born of God. Therefore, I Therefore I overcome. I have overcome. I'm not trying to, overcome. Not trying to overcome. I have overcome. I have overcome. And I will walk in victory, I will walk in victory. By, fire. by fire. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. So you, you you have overcome affliction. You have overcome poverty. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You have overcome poverty. You have overcome oppression. You have overcome depression. You have overcome lack. You have overcome failure. You have overcome. Yeah, it depends on how you see yourself. It depends on how you see yourself. If you see yourself as a failure, God cannot help you. God cannot help you. Why? He has already given you His Word, and He has already told you clearly in His Word, this is who you are. But if you choose to believe a lie, if you choose to believe your situation more than the Word of God, there is a problem. Oh, Pastor, I'm just a realist. You know, I want to be realistic, and and I don't want to be in denial. Nobody says you should be in denial. What we are saying is that there is a higher reality than your present reality. Come on. So you can walk in victory over temptation. Why? You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. Don't allow yourself to be a victim. Don't. You're an overcomer. And you need to feed yourself with the word of God that will enable you to begin to see yourself as an overcomer. Don't feed yourself on what you are going through. You see, the problem is that many people struggle because they feed upon their circumstances more than the word of God. So they meditate on, the, on their circumstances more than the Word of God. Oh, I don't have this. Then they, their minds r- settle more on what they are going through. Oh, I'm feeling like this. So they think more about how they feel rather than think about what God says so that they can replace what they feel with what God is saying. Stop feeding your situation. Don't. You are, you are enabling the enemy to oppress you. Stop it. Stop it. May the fire of God give you clarity this morning to open your eyes so you can see clearly. May God open your eyes to see the opportunities He has laid up for you. May He open your eyes. Some of you, you are in business. You need your eyes to open because you are walking past what God has made available. Some of you, you need your eyes to open so that you can see your spouse. Because you are blind. You are blind. You cannot see. And you are busy crying. God give me wife. And God is saying open your eyes. Yeah. 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 Open your eyes. Touch someone. Say open your eyes. Yeah. Instead of opening your eyes. You are closing your eyes. Open it. Yeah. I'm telling you, veils are powerful. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget years ago, this happened in London, true story, right? They, um, our pastor was, we're having baptism and our pastor's specs, his, his glasses fell into the water and broke. Right? So, and he's one of those people that needs two extra eyes. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> so, this lady in church decided, she said, she took the pastor to the um, op- optometrist. Or is it the optician? Optometrist. Okay. Uh, all, of, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, she said to Pastor, Pastor, now that your glasses are broken, and of course it was early part of that church, you know, every, every pound, or in fact every cent was very vital. Yeah. So she takes him there. And she says, choose whatever frame you want. I want you to take whatever frame you like. So he goes, and of course, humble man of God, he looks at one, and he picks this. And she says, Pastor, God forbid. Not for you. He said, what? This is okay for me. This is, she says, no. Then she turns to that guy, and she says to him, I want the most expensive frame in this place. Pastor said, "What are you doing? What?" You? She said, "Shh, keep quiet. You don't. You don't know what I'm doing." So and 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 this is like 1992, 91 or two, right? This. Lady this man brings this frame at that time the frame was 800 pounds wow. What's that in runs now Huh 800 pounds in 1991 wow. Now you can imagine what it was then and then now, sorry, Th- thirteen thousand five hundred. Yeah. So Yeah. So the pastor tried to protest. She says, "If you, if you try this, there'll be trouble." She brought up her card and she swiped. And that's how the pastor came back. Oh, God has provided, you know. And we didn't, we didn't know the story. We didn't know what happened. One day, my wife was praying. We were not married then. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> we were in courtship. So she was praying. And while she was praying, the Lord spoke to her and said, Go and tell that lady. To give her the name. I saw what she did. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. He says I saw what she did. And because of what she has done, her husband is released. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. I need glasses, somebody say. (laughs) Yeah. So, So, my wife goes to her and says, the Lord said this to me while I was praying. And the lady said, it has to be God. Because nobody on earth knows the deal I struck with God nobody you must have heard god then the lady said when it comes to pass you will be my chief bridesmaid yeah. <laughs> i'm telling you some few weeks after these a weeks no this is not now i'm not saying i'm just saying a story <laughs> Of what happened to somebody. Okay. Yeah. That's right. This brother has been in church all along. All the time. All the time. Yeah. So. They're in church, worshiping, worshiping. He just turns and bing bing. <laughs> what? His eyes open. His eyes open and it's like, this is bone of my bones. Flesh of my flesh. <laughs> I'm telling you. Before God, this happened. And she became the chief bridesmaid. This boy, this brother just comes and says, you know, and, he, and we ask him, what happened? He said, I can't, I don't know. He says, like, I just all of a sudden realized fire! And it's fire! In the name of Jesus. Those of you that are single, I release fire. To consume every veil that is covering you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I release the fire. We need to have some some weddings this year. Yeah, It's been a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's start ha- oh, yeah. 6th yeah. December. Yeah. I mean. yeah. Yeah. How many people agree with me? Yeah. yeah. Let's have them. Amen. Amen? Amen? So, the fire is good for you. Amen. Because it opens your eyes. It will open your eyes to things. It will open your eyes to opportunities. It will open your eyes to people God has ordained to be a blessing to you. It will open their eyes to you. Do you understand? There are some people that are supposed to be a blessing to you, but they are blind because the veil has covered them. But fire will release fire. All of it and they will just realize, oh, oh I have to do this for you. I have to help you here. In the name of Jesus. There are things that this fire will do, I'm telling you. It's going it's to cause a lot of manifestations. Amen? I want you to love the fire. Do you love the fire? I love the fire. Because I can see what it's going to do in our lives. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I want you to look at the Bible. In fact, let's look at Moses. Before the fire came. Because sometimes, before the fire comes, there are things you do. All right? You might sense destiny. You might sense, oh, this is the will of God. But without the fire, you can miss fire. Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, let's look at v- verse 11. Exodus 2, 11. That's why this fire must bring clarity today. Amen. It says, now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptians and hid him in the sand. <laughs> he thought he had covered it, right? And when he went out, the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting, and he said to one, who did, the one who did wrong, why are you striking your companion? Then he said, who made you a prince, and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me, As you kill the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. We'll Stop there. So you see here that Moses, he sensed in his heart. In his heart, he sensed that God had positioned him to deliver the Israelites. Yeah, it was it was a sense of destiny he had. He knew I'm 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 supposed to help my people. And he immediately did something. But without fire, you will wow. miss fire. Amen. So what happens? He says, oh, Pharaoh knows about this. He runs into exile. Why? He tried to deliver without fire. You see? He tried to deliver the Israelites without fire. You can't do it without fire. He didn't realize that. So maybe you have a sense of destiny, you know I'm supposed to do this I'm do- it, where is the fire? Amen. Have you encountered the fire? you need fire. Amen. Touch your neighbor, say you need, you need fire, you need fire. I can see you look like someone that needs fire <laughs> Yeah So until he encountered the fire at the burning bush. Yes. Where the fire entered into him. That he could now go to Pharaoh. Amen. And say, let my people go. Amen. Until he encountered fire. These things you are facing need fire. Yes. yes. Yeah. come on. You need to set fire in that office, I'm telling you. you Release fire there. Because when fire is released in that office, wherever they hid your file, they will run and bring it out. I sense there's somebody, you are due for promotion, but your file was hidden. I release it by fire this morning. In the name of Jesus. Has to go to the appropriate place. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, Moses needed the fire, but he didn't realize that he needed the fire. Many believers today don't realize that they need the fire. They are trying to execute without fire. You think human wisdom is enough? It's not enough. Haven't you seen people who are the most... Most educated people struggling. Yeah. And then somebody with fire just rises and is like, whoops. You need fire, brother. You need it. Let's look at another scripture. Look at Psalm Let's look at the Psalms of David, chapter 18. I used to pray this prayer, this this scripture. Psalm 18, verse 28. Psalm 18, verse 28. (laughs) Come on, let's read it together. One, two, three. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Can you see that? My darkness. I told you that Satan, when Satan wants to work, he takes people into darkness. So it's like this, this carpet here, this rug, is, is darkness. So this is light. If you are here, Satan cannot defeat you. So what does he do? He tries to lure you into darkness. So he takes certain decisions, takes certain steps. He brings some temptations to make you cross. Then when you are here, you cannot see. You are confused. It is not clear anymore. Then he strikes because there, that is his territory. That's his turf. That is his kingdom. Do you understand me? And that's why to save you, God had to translate you. From the kingdom of darkness. You see, so darkness is a whole kingdom. It's a whole realm. Mm. A whole world. Darkness. Mm -hmm. So how? If you don't release the fire Mm -hmm. to consume every representation of darkness Mm -hmm. in your life, your lamp will not be lit. You will light my lamp. You will light my lamp. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, he says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So when God wants to when God wants to release fire into your life, He does it through your spirit. Amen. He sets your spirit on fire. Amen. Then when it is on fire. It now begins to show you the way. Hallelujah. It begins to show you the way. In Isaiah 48, he says, I am the Lord that teacheth thee to profit. He is the Lord that teaches you to profit. He says, he will show you how to profit. Sh- no more losses. Hallelujah. No more misfiring. It's time For the fire to bring clarity to your path. He says in Psalm 119, verse 130, he says, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thy word is a lamp to my feet. Huh? The entrance of your word gives light. Hallelujah. And it gives what? Understanding to the simple. Another place it says, your word is a lamp to my feet. So the word of God brings light. Why? It's fire. Jeremiah said, I didn't want to speak, but the word was like fire shot up in my bones. When I decided I'm not going to prophesy anymore. When I decided I'm not going to speak anymore. These people don't. Believe me, these people are persecuting me because I'm telling the truth. They want to stone me. I'm going to keep quiet. But when he kept quiet, the word was burning inside him. The word of God is fire. So when you take the word and you start meditating on the word, you are accessing the fire. You are fueling the fire in your spirit. You are fueling the fire. Then clarity comes to see clearly, begin to see clearly, so don't read the Bible just for information, read it to encounter the consuming fire, so you know the consuming fire when you read, and when you pray, sometimes I pray, Lord, I want to know you, I want to experience you as a consuming fire, I want to have a face-to-face with the consuming fire, like Moses. Like Isaiah. Like Ezekiel. Come on. Yes. Yes. Like John the Baptist. The Bible about John the Baptist, it says he's a burning, he's a, he's, he's a shining light and a burning lamp. Yeah. Matthew chapter 3. Jesus said that about John the Baptist. Yeah. It's a shining light and a burning lamp. Are you a burning lamp? Are you a shining light? You should be. Because your Father is a consuming <coughs> fire. You were made in His image. After His likeness. Okay? So when you come walk out of this place, I decree no more confusion in your life. No more confusion. You will hear a voice saying to you, This is the way. Walk in it. In the name of Jesus, I banish every spirit of confusion. Confusion is a representation of darkness. Where there is darkness, there is confusion. Where there is darkness, there is confusion. There is no confusion in heaven. There is no confusion in heaven. In hell, there is a lot of confusion. The first confusion is that some people are shocked that they are there. And they're just confused. Ooh, what? what is going on here? That's the that's first confusion. Huh? Some of them have believed there's no God. There's no hell. Hell is made up by religious people just to control people. But when they die. Yeah. I was talking to someone years ago in uh, UCT. You know, those guys that feel they're so smart. I'm sure you know some of them. And he's telling me how how much of an atheist he is and all of that. He doesn't believe in all this junk, all this religion that is used. is the opium of the masses and all those things. Huh? After some time, I said, you know what? When you die, you'll believe in God. But it will be late. What do you have to lose? By believing now. What do you have to lose? There's no atheists in hell. All of them in hell believe in God. They all believe in God. But it's late. Believing in hell does not save. It is believing here that saves. So what Satan does is he puts veils to blind them so that they do not believe, and because they don't believe, they end up in hell. But nobody in this church must go to hell. Amen. Except for a temporary visit. Yeah, shake the hell out of you. Yeah. In fact, I need to start praying that God will take some people on a visit to hell. Just just sit and come back. Then you will sit up. Yeah, it's necessary. Come on. How many people are Are you ready? Let me pray for you. Raise your hand. You want to visit? Just, Okay, there are some hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, give them a visitation. Let them visit. And come back and tell the story. (laughs) Hallelujah. Your address is heaven, not hell. But you can visit. It's allowed. The reason why you can visit hell is because Jesus has conquered death and hell. He's got the keys. Mm -hmm. So he can open, he can lock. No one can question him. Satan cannot. Before Jesus, did you hear of anyone going to hell and coming back? There was no such thing. That's why you don't, you don't, you don't read about that in the Bible, apart, apart from the story of Lazarus. And it's Jesus that told the story. It wasn't Lazarus or the rich man that came to tell the story. It was Jesus himself that told the story. You see? But in our generation today, people have visited. And some of you have to visit. Just just a visit. Yeah, Yeah, then you come and tell us the story. Hallelujah. Can we pray for such visitations? (laughs) She says no. It's too late. I've already declared it. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's releasing the Spirit. But you'll not be trapped there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't belong there. Amen? Amen? Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many people want. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.